0: All right, everybody, welcome into Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am joined by a very special guest. He's my guy, uh, the newest co-host of the Locked on Nuggets podcast. It's Swipe a Cam. What's good, my guy?
1: This is <laughs> vibe. me. I like this.
0: I made this. I made this. I, so wait, you uh, made this beat? yeah yeah
1: just okay. like some good
0: background stuff yeah you know you already know right. I, i'm, I'm nice, multi-faceted multi-talented
1: <laughs> nice writing music you know what i mean you know what i mean you uh writing that love letter to that lady matter of fact let me clear out clear off out me Ryan. you know i just wanted to tell you i thought about you the other day i was riding my whip thought about giving you these flowers but i said "Nah, i'm gonna write you a letter yeah, you are the apple of my eye, the storm of my eye, the destination, wedding, the destination, the journey. It all it all comes ahead here with you, baby. I love you. I could write I could do some bars to This This would be hey, cold, bro. Right? Go that's good, send man. this to me.
0: I, I I I come up with some bangers every now and then. <laughs> hey y'all, it. your
1: audience, man, y'all need to y'all need to ask for some tune up, man. This is cool. Think about it. You got that special person in your life it could be like the background music and all that stuff. I love it.
0: <laughs> well, on on this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, we're going to do some crazy things. We're going to rank a top 100 here. And and just to be clear everybody, we're ranking is, your top 100. It's, yeah, this is this is clear. my top 100. I know that Don't scream at that, me. He wants that very clearly plastered <laughs> everywhere that this is mine and not his. Uh, we'll be reacting to mine. And I, I wanted to put this together. I, I had this in the pipeline and I was uh, while Swiper was in town uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking and, and I shared some of my top 100 and he was giving me some great reaction on, on what I was putting out there. And we we're wondering, why don't we just put this on the podcast? Why don't we just put this out for everybody? See what everybody says and, and just get some good, fun, honest content reaction. And, and I think it's going to be fun. So, everybody, this is going to be my top 100. Swipe is going to react. We'll do some biggest misses, some rises and fallers, what Swipe but disagrees with the most. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, without further ado, Swipe, are you ready to go?
1: I'm locked and loaded, ready to rock.
0: Let's go. Okay, we're changing uh, the format let's here. This. It's going to be good. All right. So, would you rather start from... The back, or the, or the top, or the bottom, basically.
1: That's interesting. See the top. Start from the back. Uh, I think we should start. I think we start from the back and then work our way up.
0: All right, that is fine with me. And there are going to be some questions, obviously. So I didn't include. Um, I'll include the 10 players that just missed the cut for me before we get Mm -hmm. into this. Number 110 was Walker Kessler. 109, D'Angelo Russell. Number 108, Buddy Heald. 107, Dorian Finney-Smith. 106, Keldon Johnson. 105, DeAndre Hunter. One hundred and four, Alper and Shingun. One hundred and three, Kevon Looney. One hundred and two. You not have
1: Shangoon in your top one hundred. Okay,
0: I do not, and that was the one where I'm. I'm looking Rocket at it are now. are definitely
1: going to hear this. And,
0: yeah, well, I, I rank Jalen Green in a respectable place, so that. They'll you get put Jalen Green
1: time. ahead of Shingun. Yeah, I did. I did. He's not even the yeah. best player. How how can the best player on his roster not be on this list, but the second do, best player is on this list?
0: Do you know how how much time? The Rockets actually spent trying to figure out whether oh, they're going to start Brooke Lopez over Alper and Shangoon
1: this year. But you, do you know why? And you know how idiotic that would have been to take him off the court as yeah. opposed to Jalen Green. I agree. I, I think that Shangoon's good.
0: I think that there are some things that he is going to that he needs to figure out, um, especially defensively. Uh, well, no, but like uh, the analytics say that Shangoon should be on this list. I, I don't and have ahead of uh,
1: ahead of Jalen Green, by the way. Yeah, no, that, that's true. Uh so this is <laughs> this is me trying to this is me this trying to is already starting off he's a head <laughs> between
0: tween guy, y'all. I know, I, I I walk that line between the analytics and not. Uh, but so 104 was Shangoon, 103 Kevon Looney, 102, Clint Capella, and 101 Gary Trent Jr. Some of this was me coming down you to had Gary like, Trent
1: Jr. ahead of Shangheen, and okay, I got you, I got you, I got you.
0: A, a lot of it is just like how are these guys going to fare in a playoff series? What are these guys actually going to look like? Can what they do in the regular season really translate to the playoffs when somebody is game planning against them? Yeah, and so that. some of these guys, like Kevon Looney, he just shut down DeMontis a this last year. and He, he deserves to be mm-hmm. at least considered for this, even though the stats would say, shangun should be ahead of him so that that Mm -hmm. was a tough call neither of them ended up making it because there are there's just a lot of talent in the league man so that that was i think my biggest takeaway from doing this list so we will have plenty to talk about for sure uh but for now let's hop into the top 100 starting with 100 itself boom tier five i broke this down into five tiers you have tier one is your the elite tier. Tier two is all NBA. Tier three is All Star. Tier four are your necessary players for winning a title, and tier five are quality players, but I don't consider them necessary for winning a title. Uh, you could exchange them out. You could get a certain number of tier one, two, three, or four guys. Uh, but here is the back end of the top one hundred: Markel Fultz. At 100. Terry Rogier at 99. Keegan Murray at 98. PJ Washington at 97. John Collins, 96. Devin Vassell, 95. Kevin Herter, 94. Bruce Brown, 93. Gabe Vincent, 92. And Robert Williams at 91. All right. This is a lot of dramatics here as Swypa takes a look at the back end of my list, the, the 91 to 100 section. What are the first couple of things that stand out here?
1: <laughs> Did that, do, do I see Gabe Vincent ahead of Bruce Brown? You do. You do. That's very interesting, given that we literally saw them play in an NBA final. Wow, okay. Gabe Vincent no. also making $11 million on the yeah. open market. Bruce Brown making $22 million. I wonder why. Oh, two-way value, defense, rim pressure. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Twice as much on the open market, but yeah. behind him. All right that that so we, is a, that
0: is an interesting one. Um, in retrospect, yeah, those guys probably should have been swapped. In that's, retrospect, <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, so Wait, Well, hold well,
1: on, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know you open up the list. It's my turn now. It's my turn. All right, all right. Here you go, Cook. Can you explain just even the basketball logic? Because I'm stuck on the Shingoon thing. How would you have John Collins and P.J. Washington and Terry Rozier? Over Alperen Sengun, when John Collins' best at, asset is offense, PJ Washington's best asset is his two way portability, quote unquote, and then even offensive value. Terry Rozier offensive value, and all three of those players are worst offensive players than Alperen Sengun.
0: I think that especially like these veterans, this this is where this is where the NBA world very much gets caught up with. Oh man, young guy, sexy, young guy, cool, young guy, awesome, and they will lose the thread on what these veterans have been for a long time john collins is a great example for this because he has been in the end the conference finals in the eastern conference he has been part of a eastern team yeah yeah okay it's a lesser conference for sure but like they did go up they against, beat the fraudulent
1: 76ers yeah.
0: Yeah, of course, but like they beat them and they had like he battled against Yanasatsu Kumpo in the Eastern Conference Finals. And like they've had a lot of battles and they've shown a lot of stuff. And and I think that these guys are, especially the veterans, are underrated nationally.
1: Did you see that John Collins, uh just even ranking him towards Shin versus Shingoon has a worse block plus minus in advance advanced impact numbers across the board than Alfred Shingen?
0: Oh, I have no doubt that he does. Like I, I think that this past year especially was really they've been out. trying
1: to trade him for four seasons in a row.
0: And I think that Atlanta is gonna be worse because of it. I, I honestly do. I think that Atlanta is we don't they, think they, Sadiq Bank falling. can
1: replicate value.
0: No, I don't. I I think that mm-hmm. there is a, a level of toughness and a level of physicality that you get with physicality. The the like
1: yeah, absolutely have you watched the Hawks? Yeah.
0: I, I've And I'm going to watch them without John Collins and I'm going to watch them like as they sort of transition. Into I don't think this toughness is
1: the word and, I would use to describe the dude in the dude, of city I live in.
0: John Collins, like he, this, this dude got with a broken hand basically oh, for gosh. the entire season. And uh, like, have you seen his fingers? Like you've seen the pictures of what his fingers look like. Like it is disgusting. And, and, that's the that's the point that I'm trying to make. I've this. seen I've seen Ryan's
1: fingers. Uh, they're very they're very they're very uh, they have a lot of uh, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff right here on it from riding so much. So we shrink him higher <laughs> among NBA riders. A lot of calluses on those fingers.
0: It's not. Ca- no, no, dude, like what you're mentioning toughness and like this is a dude that I think his value is going to be rehabbed so highly in Utah. And a team is going to look at it's it. Not and be even like,
1: starting in Utah, sir.
0: I don't know. He might like there's, over there's who a,
1: over think, Laurie marketing.
0: No, I think that they'll start Laurie at the three, John Collins at the four and Walker Kessler at the five. Like that's what they did this last year for a lot of the time.
1: Laurie, didn't Laurie play the four last year?
0: He played the three. So like, I think he started at the three a lot. He he started at the four a lot too, but like the, they have the line of versatility. Laurie is has he, he going to be better too.
1: than Keontae George and Keontae George. Keontae George, do you know? No, don't don't Keontae George.
0: Yes, yes. I First know off, respect George. the Baylor
1: Bear, sir. I,
0: I I'll respect him when he like proves anything at the NBA level. Um, no, so like, okay, John Collins is one guy. I I can understand having Alper and Shangoon hire. I I can understand that. That is pretty reasonable. But I think well, a even, lot of these guys. Taylor
1: Hendricks is going to start either at some point. That's interesting. No, of okay. course
0: no, he's not going to start. I, I I bet you they're going to be Hendricks they're going to be
1: solid. They're going to start fewer than
0: five games with Taylor Hendricks.
1: So wait, Ochai. Um, so Ochai's off the bench. Hendricks off the bench. George off the bench.
0: I think they're going, Ochai starting. Jordan Clarkson, Ochai Baji, Larry Markinen, and John Collins. Walker Kessler.
1: Yeah, you're talking to be there. I think they. I have them. Well, I haven't put my list out yet, but I think I have them around twelve. In the West, and they are going to be an absolute dog, like a bloodshed to beat on a on a nightly basis.
0: I have them twelve to. They are a perfect twelve seed. They are more competent than the teams below them.
1: Well, isn't I, is Chris Dunn still there too? Because
0: yeah, Chris Dunn is well, Chris, still there. He, you don't think he's he going to start, start? He could, but like a lot of the numbers that he put up this last year were, uh, we'll just say they were in the garbage season portion. Of yeah, the, re- res- the,
1: respect of the, future Denver Nugget backup point guard Chris Dunn.
0: I hey, look, man. Like if, if it happens, then I'll, I'll root for it for sure. Um, All right, well,
1: again, let me to be so I don't I don't hate this list. I think Robert Williams, I'm curious to see how you have everybody ranked up top. We got a bit defensive value. I think having Bruce Brown in the 90s is probably a little lower than I would do given what we saw him do in a playoff setting. I think Keegan Murray here as well. Um I like I said, I need to see what we have in the eighties and seventies because uh, that also feels a little low. Fair.
0: There, there's a lot of talent in the NBA. Um, all right, let's go to 81 to 90, um, 90, Ivisa Zubac, 89, Nikola Vucevic, 88, Boyan Bogdanovich, 87, Harrison Barnes, 86, Anthony Simons, 85, Kate Cunningham, 84, KCP, 83, Mitchell Robinson, 82, Al Horford, 81, Spencer Dinwiddie. (laughs) Your initial, okay, you're laughing, you're laughing here. This is great. I, I love this. Love
1: wait this. a minute hold on go back to uh 90 please okay
0: um uh, in just a sec
1: there you go so you're you're telling me that i want i don't even know if bruce brown is objectively worse than kcp so i, I have a hard time having that that big of a gap i, between I them. think he is
0: i think there is a reason that kcp started the entire year yeah i mean he's
1: just a bigger anyway uh but i think having keegan murray Bruce Brown, Robert Williams, and go back to your list with 80s. Yeah, I think how I, I think you're entirely too high on Al Horford this last season, especially in the playoff setting. I think Harrison Barnes is entirely too high given what he was in a playoff setting. I think do box, is a really good player. Uh, 90, whatever, whatever. Um, I think Kay Cunningham will be higher because he'll be healthier this season. I think Anthony Simons is probably also a bit better than Harrison Barnes and Mitchell Robinson and Al Horford and Spencer Dinwiddie uh this past season as well so i think he's a little bit too low for me as well but hey you know um i don't know we're boy on payment all this stuff but sure yeah offensive numbers look great net rating doesn't look great
0: there's a lot there's a lot like this is this is why doing this list is important because (laughs) i think there's a lot of factors that that take into why the guys that in the 90 to 100 range like like a John Collins or a Bruce Brown, for example, like why does Bruce Brown rank lower than a lot of these other guys? Well, Bruce Brown doesn't start for one thing and and we'll he see what
1: happens.
0: he we'll see what happens when when he looks like a starter for the entire him game. and
1: Tyrese Halliburton
0: it's gonna be fun I, and also by the way, buddy healed trader quest
1: mm-hmm. um.
0: We we will see what happens with that, but I, I yeah future Clipper the the, the for I, that is so funny that you say that because the first thing that came to mind was Buddy healed for Marcus well, you, Morris for, yeah exactly get rid of that Marcus yeah. Morris contract easily yeah that seems that seems very logical to me but um so there's like Cade Cunningham is such a hard player to rank because we didn't see him for much of this last year and like I yeah. I think that he will make this ranking look really dumb. But I also can't justify putting him much higher than this because we just don't know what he's going to look like. And the, like, you you want to mention analytics. The analytics were not kind to Cade Cunningham during his rookie season. So, like, it's going, like, we're going to see what happens with them. But Anthony Simons, horrible defensive player. And I think that there are still things that he has to figure out on the defensive end in order to justify being much higher than this.
1: But Harrison Barnes is a negative offensive player in a playoff setting, and he wasn't a positive defender either.
0: Yeah, he's he's a tough one. It's it's also why I ranked him 87. Like I, I think that he has shown to be one of those very helpful connective pieces. Uh, but like I don't think that he is a necessary piece anymore, which is why he's in this tier as opposed to a, a higher tier than this. Um, but I think I, I think you could say that about all these guys, like Al Horford, for example, he was one that you argued with. Harrison Horford, Barnes
1: was quite literally a a net neutral offensive and defensive player in the playoffs. Yeah, I <laughs> Dude, mean look, he didn't do anything.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, they they did a lot with De'Aaron Fox and DeMantis Sabonis. Uh Malik Monk had a a like I nearly ranked Malik Monk on this list. Um but Better like you can't normal. you also can't overreact. In some of those
1: situations. Well, I see Jalen Green is not yet on this list, so I'm extremely confused. If you have all these players behind Jalen Green, but we'll find out.
0: Uh, yeah, Jalen
1: Green's coming up relatively soon. Um, I think Spencer Dinwiddie also. It's another dude that I'm just like, I just, you know, regular season sure, but uh, I just he just hasn't had no playoff value for real. He is
0: he is a really really helpful regular season player. Is he a worse defender
1: than Anthony, Anthony Simons?
0: Yeah, uh, no no no. He is, he's a better defender just by virtue of his size. Like he actually can get through some screens and like like provide some size against some of these matchups. Simons is so small, man. Like he is so small.
1: Maybe I had to tell oh. PTSD from him lighting the nuggets up for eight threes. But he averaged like twenty what 22, 23 last year. It was it was like, like twenty-two. Okay. And, and he's
0: efficient. Like I,
1: I don't wanna mm-hmm. I don't wanna
0: like take away from that. Like he's he's a good player, and maybe I do have him a little bit underrated, but uh, I I think it's it's at least justifiable to have him a little bit lower.
1: Let's get to this seventy. I need to see All this right.
0: seventy-one to eighty. Eighty is RJ Barrett. This is a tough one. That was that was a tough one. I didn't know where to put him.
1: I wouldn't uh, have put him any hard in this.
0: Yeah, seventy-nine Josh Giddy, seventy-eight Trey Murphy. He is an underrated player who I think is like fantastic. Uh, Seventy-seven Kyle Kuzma, seventy-six Tobias Harris, seventy-five Chris Paul, seventy-four Cam Johnson. Who Uh, Talking to Matt Moore, Matt Moore has him ranked in the 30s or 40s, and I have him ranked 74. Uh, Jalen Green, 73, or Jalen Williams, excuse me, 73. Nick, where is Jalen Green? He's very. He's coming up very. He's not one
1: of the 65 best players in the NBA, sir. Okay, good. Good
0: that he is not ranked 65. He is ranked just lower than that. Uh, Jalen Williams, 73. Nick, wait, Jalen Williams, OKC,
1: Jalen Williams, like the the, the the small forward, power forward.
0: Yeah, the rookie. Uh oh they are both rookies. This is uh this is Jay Dub. This is wing Jalen Williams. Nick Claxton 72, Wendell Carter 71. Is Josh Giddy a
1: worse basketball player than Jalen Green?
0: I this was a tough one. Like I I don't know. I think that we're gonna find out a lot about Jalen Green this year. Uh just in a more functional environment. Hopefully he's not playing next to Kevin Porter Jr. ever again. Okay. Um playing next to Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks and some more veteran talents that
1: can actually
0: uh figure things out. We'll talk about him in, in the next uh the next oh year. My or God, the next, bro. Uh,
1: Pull up Jalen Green's numbers when you get an opportunity, sir. Yeah, they are I know. way like they're pretty sizably worse than Josh Giddy, my brother.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I believe like i you're talking about all-around impact. Like the numbers say. That Josh Giddy is fantastic, and that he he should be higher than this. I think
1: I think you're um, entirely too low on Chris Paul too. I don't I don't really know what where that really? came from. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't get this Chris Paul slide that people are having in their brain. Like I I understand you mentioned like,
0: playoffs. You
1: just you yeah, mentioned but even playoffs but, for
0: every single guy. And he but just even never in the finishes play- them.
1: What do you mean he never finishes it? But even his his is value in the playoffs, he was a positive offensive player in the playoffs. He was a positive defensive player in the playoff, but he also played with Devin Booker and Josh Kobe And so even if you want to do like playoffs and stuff, he was a, just in, in the advanced analytics, he was all a positive. His win share was minuscule, but he also was hurt. You know what I mean? Had the hamstring injury and all that kind of stuff. And then in the playoff, in the regular season this last year, Chris Paul averaged 14 and nine, like 14 and nine on positive efficiency. Like, That's just tough to to think that he, like, is somehow dropped from an MVP candidate two years ago to, you know, being a certified, like, quality-level role player. Like, I think he's a better basketball player. And I love Wendell Carter Jr. Like, we – I think Wendell could be higher on this list. And honestly, I would even say this. Objectively, Wendell Carter Jr. is a much better basketball player than James Green. And I think for playoff basketball, you would rather have Wendell Carter Jr. Honestly, I'm not going to hold you. I think Wendell Carter Jr. is a better playoff option than DeAndre Ayton is because of his, vers- uh, they are, his versatility. They are very close. So he's I, I do want... Yeah,
0: I get it. I get it. Better, you know, he's the a better defender. Think. We just have not seen Wendell Carter in that environment before. Like we we've seen him in the regular season.
1: We don't know. Like, he, yeah, you, you know, can't just. But you will. Can't you know just why? Say. Uh, because you know why the you Orlando
0: need... Magic are are jumping?
1: <laughs> no, because. Some team is going to smarten up, bro, and it's going to be something stupid. It's going to be either the Suns or the Warriors or, goodness gracious, I hope not the L.A. Lakers, and they're going to be like, hey, we have a couple first-round picks here. We also have some young assets. Give us Wendell Carter Jr., and now he's playing next to Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant or Draymond, and all of a sudden they're just an absolute terror.
0: Oh, yeah. I I, Look, I think he's great. I I have him 71 for a reason. Like, I mean, to to be clear – it is really hard to be high on this list, especially if you're like the third member of the Orlando Magic. <laughs> but, but he is, and he's he's really, really talented.
1: Yeah, I um, think. Well, I think Wendell Carter needs to be higher. I think Nick Claxton needs to be higher. I just don't. I don't. I don't think there's a basketball argument for Wendell Carter, Nick Claxton, or Chris Paul, or Josh Giddy for that matter, being the worst basketball player in history. All
0: right, fair enough. All right, tell you what, let's take one break. Uh, When we come back, we are going to chat about uh, the rest of this list and you're going to give me all of your gracious takes, which I'm sure uh, should be very, very good. But first, everybody, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. Uh, Really appreciate Superbook and all that they've done for us. Uh, They're the local book. uh, And and, like, there's no reason to go with the big boys this fall, this football season. You can try your local book, Superbook Sports this fall. They are the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager uh, in the same day and use promo code MILEHIGH. Just make sure to sign up, bet with the best, and use that promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll be right back on pickaxe and roll. All right, we're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here, joined by my guy Swipe A Cam. We've got some content in the pipeline uh, that we've been teasing uh, over the over these last couple of weeks. This one is coming out first. Just it made more sense to come out first, but we are very excited about the content that is coming up on the Mile High Sports YouTube. There is plenty
1: Speak to for chat yourself. about. I don't know this guy. <laughs>
0: Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Love, love the, uh, <laughs> love that endorsement. Um, all right. Well, we just got done with ranking 71 to 80 on my list. Uh, again, this is my list. This is Ryan's top 100, not swipe his top 100. He is giving his critiques ad nausea on this list. And, and I appreciate him for Wait, it.
1: did Oh, by the way, I can ask you, did Jordan Poole fall? Did he, is he on the list or did he fall out of your top 100 for you?
0: He is not in the top 100.
1: Okay, you think his last year just that did it for you? Just didn't think it was uh, Yeah, I've gotta I've gotta see where the playoff for um, bad too. I mean I, I understand that. Yeah, actually. like but he what just, else I, I,
0: he was overrated before and yeah. I, I don't want to like I will I'll be honest. I think he just fell through the cracks on my initial run through. So like he might have been at the back end of my of my top one hundred, but I, I I need to see it to believe it. With him, like he's going to average about twenty-eight points per game for Jordan, the Wizards this Jordan, year. And like Jordan Pool, what else going to
1: matter? Jordan Poole without Steph last year. Uh, if I can get this stupid ad out of the way, um, he was. Let me see, Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole last year without Steph Curry: twenty-six point one, five assists, two point eight rebounds, and he shot. 42, 31, 89 was a plus yep. eleven. So, you know, it's not not incredible, but it was a good sample size because Steph Curry missed a lot of games last year. Yep. So I think he's actually gonna look like a he's gonna he's probably gonna ball out with the Wizards.
0: Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what he actually like whether it actually helps them at all. Like it, it just strikes me as the perfect guy to have on a 25 win team because he's gonna be fun and they're gonna lose and he's gonna be entertaining um but it is what it is like i mean we'll, we'll see whether he can like, like cuz i just don't know whether he could contribute to winning or not like i think there's a reason why the warriors gave up on him
1: so well no our, that wasn't, that, was, that wasn't why they gave up on him we all know that let's not no, I, agenda. that's not the said we know what it was it was yeah, it was one it was one person
0: <laughs> yeah i'm sure that the other guys were probably like ah this is fun we're we're okay without this um all right let's move up 61 to 70 here. This is where we I got your back, North Jordan. Paul. I won't let him do yeah. that to you. <laughs> 70 miles, Turner, 69, Tyler Hero, 68, Clay Thompson, 67, Jalen Green, and 66, Scotty Barnes. Ooh. This and then this is where we delineate between tiers here for me. Um, your initial thoughts on, on those five?
1: Um, yeah, bro. Uh trying to make sure i have my data correct because you know i like just i don't like just talking i want to make sure i got what i need um yeah i make sure i'm not tripping Uh, yeah bro i think uh yeah bro uh uh jalen green and and just not in them talks my brother like there's just no there's no way like you're not putting him with i mean i don't even think I'm not a hero it's just, it's just necessarily uh, in these talks either. I think, uh, yeah, Scotty Barnes. I think potential wise, I think, but he was so bad offensively last year. Um, yeah, but again, I think the spacing around him was trash. I think he could be better this year. Um, he's also a good mind.
0: defender for the most part. Like that's that's no, the a, difference yeah. between him and some of these other guys. Like, like especially those three shooting guards. Like, like Scotty Barnes is going to defend and he's going to pass. Like he's better at that than any of those guys next to him. So, well, uh, I'm
1: saying, but like, but I, I, agree. I'm just saying that like Jalen Green's like a negative, was a negative offensive player because of his efficiency was in the dog water last year. He was yeah. a shot chucker, and he also doesn't play defense. You know, you know play I, I like
0: actually, I actually disagree with that. I think that Jalen Green plays defense. I do. I don't think that the Houston Rockets play defense, and I think that that really affects him. I think that this is one of those situations, like a Devin Booker situation. Where that's he's fun, going gosh. to look a lot better when they have some grown-ups around him, and we'll like see Dylan what Brooks? that actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: no, I'm Maybe. serious. I think uh, I think that no. was a good player.
0: Yeah, Dylan Brooks and Fred VanVleet and Jeff Green and guys, just guys like that that they didn't have last year. Like the the veteran on their team was
1: like Eric now, Gordon Clay, of the year last year. Like Clay without Steph last year was also dirty. The 20 game sample size, 26.4, 4.7, 2.9 assists, and Clay shot 40. 40- he shot 45, 43, 90 without Steph with was a plus fifty-seven. I mean, he was I know people make of play, but play
0: Yeah. There were some great numbers for him in the regular season. The playoffs were a bad look for Clay. I, I don't think that he he would have been at the back end of tier four had he just maintained his his playoff performance for me. But like I it was it was really bad. It was it was really, really bad in the playoffs. And and he was Probably the reason why they lost that series, for being honest.
1: But not just him. I wouldn't blame just him. Everybody outside of Steph couldn't make a shot. Um yeah. now this I mean, this is tough. So CJ McCollum. Good offensive value. Basically, I know disrespect, but basically Jamal Murray regular season offensive player. Yeah. Um no disrespect to Jamal Murray, obviously. Uh I think that – but that's just because Jamal's responsibility. We'll talk to him at some point because he's probably going to be like, I don't know, like eight or nine on your list. So (laughs) I think Jaden McDaniels is an interesting one for me. I love Jaden McDaniels. He's probably in the right tier. I think DeAndre Ayton is probably in the wrong tier. I think Franz is in the right tier. I think Marcus Smart arguably could be higher. I probably would – this is where I would have swapped out DeAndre Ayton and Wendell carter Jr. I think Wendell Carter is of the same ilk as like a Franz as I think smart should be higher. So as a Franz, as a Jaden McDaniels, as a Scotty Barnes, I think just alone, his defensive value, I would put him there. Um, so I think that Aiton is underrated. And I think that the contract
0: makes him underrated because like everybody wants him to be the superstar type or all star type. And he's he's not going to be that. But like, I think this is the right tier for him. I think if he was on a different team, um, it would probably like hypothetically, you swap him with Miles Turner, and Aiton probably averages twenty and ten still, and they probably well, like having aver- great offense still in Indiana because pairing him with Tyrese Halbert would be freaking
1: awesome. Well, he averaged eighteen and ten last year. He was a, a net, he was a neutral he was a neutral, neutral defender, a slightly positive offensive player last year, and in the playoffs, he was a bad negative offensive and defensive player. But that's because obviously, but guess what? i why gonna say that because the whole the whole Suns team or Kevin Kevin Durant Devin Booker included in the second round. Um yeah. in terms of defensive. Uh and then for but I think the issue is though bro, eighteen and ten last year decent efficiency. But and I the reason why I have uh Wendell Carter Jr. at least in the same tier is that last season Wendell Carter Jr. was eighteen and nine but he also averaged two assists a game. Seventy four percent from the free throw line, fifty nine percent effective field goal percentage, sixty two percent from two, and then he, he shot thirty six percent from three last year. Did you say eighteen
0: and nine?
1: Oh, so uh, like 15 and nine. I said, yeah, it's said fifteen and nine.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, so there there is a little bit of a gap there with the, but this the volume. He doesn't have
1: to. He, he doesn't have the same shot volume though.
0: Yeah, and I I also think that there's
1: like there's a reason for that. Like eight and nine really. A, he's a better defensive more. player.
0: I carry like, what?
1: What carry what? Push shots, push shots from from six to ten, and he can. He he's a finisher. He's a, he's a vertical spacer. I'm not saying he's bad. Again, this is not me saying he's bad. I'm just saying yeah. relative to the fact that Windows are better playmaking big than he is, and he's a better defensive big than he is. Both of them are primary assets in the playoff setting.
0: I think. Okay, you you're you're talking me into it that they should be in the same tier. I'm not sure whether that Aiden means... Bad. That, I don't think Aiden's yeah, a bad
1: player, just to be clear.
0: I, I, think, I think that they should be around each other probably a little bit more, and whether that means that DeAndre Ayton moves down or Wendell Carter moves up, I think that's fair. Like, these guys are very, very close. It's just, like, it's picking hairs at this point.
1: Um, See, I didn't bring anything about Booch, because Booch is... Not a good player in the playoffs, not at all. Yeah, no, that's, that's why he's in the 80s
0: now. Matt has him way higher than I do. Uh, I I do not have him that high.
1: That dude can't guard a pick and roll. At least Balanchunas. Oh man, is Balanchunas on this list? No. Is he is is, is he worse than Boots? Yes.
0: So Chicago this last year was like fifth in defense. And yeah. I, league I, league I, league I,
1: league. I don't don't even try it. We know why that was. That was because when they got Patrick Beverly, Alex Caruso with Levine DeRozan and Booch and Patrick Williams and Derek Jones Jr. It wasn't just, it wasn't Booch. Booch wasn't the reason they were doing that. Let's, let's be clear here. Every time Alex right. Caruso's on the court with right. another plus defender or at the guard position, they're always a top five defense. Respect right. Alex Caruso, sir. Where is Alex Caruso? He's not on the
0: list. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, Booch, for what for what was Gooch last year was 18 11 and 3 on 52 yeah. 35 84. Yeah, he's a really good regular season
1: like, player, yeah. Yes, and that's why he's in the 80s. Well, uh, I'm saying, but like do you think so wait, you I have a question then. Is Alec Russo a worse player than uh than Bruce? I think so. <laughs> I don't know, bro. He's an, he's an outright better point guard. Unless until the playoffs, because obviously people didn't know that Bruce could do that. We did, but most people didn't yeah. know that. He's a decent yeah. playmaker. He's a decent shooter. He has good rim pressure. He's a, he's a much better defender. And I don't mean much better as like Bruce is bad. I mean, Alec Caruso legitimately like a top... I don't know. I don't know. He's a top-tier guard, for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> he offers some rim protection. <laughs> he's a great POA defender. Great off-ball defender. He might be the best... At, like He might be the best poa guard in the nba right now
0: yeah fair completely fair um okay we should move on we're we're no i don't want to move this, on i'm done <laughs> we're gonna try to keep this under an hour um all right 51 to 60 on the list we're we're approaching the top we're approaching the top 50 here palo bancaro at 60 curious respect palo
1: i'm head of franz wagner god I, I had him
0: at 60 franz at 61 I had this initially, and you were like, "Oh my god!" Like because we're arguing the value of this. Completely different
1: responsibilities.
0: You're right, and and you're you're absolutely right. And and one of them was much more. Uh, never mind. We are not getting. Hallow ah! is ranked sixty, and Franz is ranked sixty-one.
1: <laughs> this is this is Shannon Sharpe versus Skip Bayless. He's baiting me. Uh, All right.
0: Rick Lopez fifty-nine. Austin Reeves fifty-eight. Derek White fifty-seven. Michael Porter fifty-six. No, you you, you you
1: punked out here. You you put I all did. this you put all the same tier small force in the same category so you didn't OG have Anobi to act right 55,
0: them. Andrew Wiggins 54, <laughs> Jared Allen 53, Jeremy Grant 52, Fred Van Vliet 51. Yeah, uh, Fred look, Van Vliet last
1: season too high. Yeah, too high for Fred Van Vliet from last season. But
0: yeah, we, think, we're, we're gonna see what happens with him. I think he like getting an actual center in there with Jakob Birdle, that really changed things for him. Like we're we're gonna see what happens when he plays with Shangoon. It should be good. Yeah. Like that that should be that should be pretty good.
1: I don't I don't I don't hate this 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 tier. It's not terrible. Um I think uh Austin Reeves has definitely moved up people's lists. He is just not a good defender. Um, but he's a good, very good positive offensive role player. Um yeah. Brooke Lopez, yeah, the defensive value, good shooting big, spacing big, also a vertical spacer when he wants to jump. Jared Allen. Is Jared Allen better than Brooke Lopez? I think so.
0: I think the regular season value on the offensive end is is really important, and I I think that I think that this playoffs really changed people's mind about Jared Allen because he was previously ranked in like the 30s and the 40s for people. I've bumped him down to 53 because you can't get punked by Mitchell Robinson, but like uh, there there's I think there's reason to have him here still because I, I think he's still going to get better. Like I, I don't think that he's going to like plateau at this level. I think that he's, he's like 18, 12 and three with two blocks. So I think is really great value.
1: Well, I mean, the numbers is a better offensive player than, Burke, uh, I guess, just complete only vertical spacing. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. I, um, you know, I,
0: I disagree with that. He, he can, he, you can oh, he throw really him the ball in the post it. a little bit. You can throw him the ball on the roll and and he can make some passes. Like he, he's, he's not, the, he's not a bad passer. Um, now he's outside the top 50 for a reason, despite the fact that he made an all-star appearance and Jamal Murray has not, um, which is, is definitely frustrating for Ryan. Um, <laughs> so Jeremy Grant Michael is here.
1: Oh You put no, but like, why did you put Michael OG, Jeremy and Wiggins in the same tier? You just didn't want to like differentiate between them.
0: No, I, I think that they're in the same tier. I just, I, I don't think that. I think that – so initially on this list, before we talked, I had Michael Porter at 54, Andrew Wiggins at 55, OG at 56. I decided to switch that around because I think what Wiggins and OG have proven on the defensive end is important.
1: And- playoff, sir? Positive defender uh, Michael Porter, Jr.?
0: What you you are insane because the conversation that we had offline was that, man, uh, no that Michael Porter should be as high as these guys and it's so wait no now, I didn't I, say I, that
1: I did not say that. That is a lie. I, uh, complete that's, that's, lie, complete uh, fabrication. Uh, uh. I would never slander Porter.
0: <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's, I mean that makes, that makes Look, sense. he's he's fifty-six, and a lot of people are gonna have him in the sixties or seventies. I have him fifty-six, I think it's a reasonable place for him because I think Michael Porter Sr. As senior, as Michael Porter
1: Jr., he lied by the way. I didn't say any of that. <laughs>
0: I, I, dude, I love Mike. I think he's great. I think that he can rise up this list. Like, yeah, he I think Derek. Has White. A lot of
1: Derek, upward mobility there. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate this list. We can move on from this list. I don't, I don't mind fifty-one to sixty. All
0: right, folks, that is going to do it for part one of this episode. Part two, top fifty players, will be out in the next episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Thank you so much for tuning in, and really appreciate it all y'all. Stay tuned.